Thanks for listening to and subscribing to the Inside Deschutes County podcast. Wherever you might be and however you might be listening, thanks for making us a part of your day. Be sure to catch us wherever you listen to your podcasts. You can also find us on Deschutes.org slash podcast. Deschutes County is an amazing place to live. Work and play. Great place to raise a family. I love the weather and the high desert. At Deschutes County, we provide excellent service. Beautiful. We're here to help you. Deschutes County is the heart of Oregon. Everyone wants to be here. This is episode seven of the Inside Deschutes County podcast. Thank you so much for joining us. I'm Eric Breon. This is a place where we discuss the biggest stories in the county, and we certainly have big stories unfolding over Central Oregon this time of year. My guests today are Public Health Emergency Preparedness Coordinator, Carissa Heinegge, and Ashley Voltz, Emergency Services Coordinator at the Deschutes County Sheriff's Office. Thank you so much for being here. Thanks, sir. Hi. Hello. Well, before we dig into exactly why you're here, did either of you go to the fair? Yes. You did? Mm-hmm. A couple days, actually. Both uh, Wednesday and Thursday, I think I was out there. Oh, nice. Mm-hmm. I was there Saturday. Nice. Mm-hmm. Nice. I wanted just to give a big shout out to the Fair and Expo team because they had their second highest admissions revenue in the history of the Fair and Rodeo. Nice. That's amazing. That's kind of cool. I think 2021 was the top year and almost got to uh, those numbers again. That's pretty cool. Such great people over there. It was great Fair and Rodeo. I was uh, very fortunate to be able to work with that team and help them out a little bit. And get this, the livestock auction reported $1.4 million. That's incredible. Wow. Yeah. Those kids put in a lot of hard work on those animals. Mm -hmm. Such a huge deal for agriculture in our community. Absolutely. That's kind of cool. So I just a shout out to them. So summer, also a busy time for the both of you. Obviously the fair and expo, big deal. But uh, you guys have some stuff going on right now. So I appreciate you guys taking the time to talk about it. you look like you want to say something, Ashley. Is there something you're like hoping to say right now? So much. How much time do we have? We, as much as you want. As much as you want. I know you wanted it's, to talk about you know the matching outfit that Carissa's got on. Yeah, it's it's uh. pretty amazing. Unfortunately, podcasts being an audio medium and whatnot, we don't get to see Carissa's amazing outfit. But <laughs> your listeners will just have to trust me that it's great, very well put together, professional. Yeah. Thank you, Ashley. I uh, you know. Just uh, want to serve um, as much as I can, <laughs> both visually and audibly here. There you go. There you go. I, well, I was looking forward to this conversation because I know both of you guys a little bit. We've worked together. Yes. So, man, what all have we worked on? Carissa, you and I have worked on a lot of things. We've mm-hmm. done things from smoke and health and even family planning. Yes. We did some The fa- billboard. The billboard. Mm-hmm. Did you see the billboard? I did. Wasn't Carissa and her family featured on the billboard? It was <laughs> a huge billboard. It was huge. It was awesome. My kids loved it. They are the cutest kids ever. Did totally you... billboard worthy kids. <laughs> they are cute kids. Yeah. They're very cute. Did you take a photo in front of the billboard? We never made it to actually Come take a family on. photo in front of the billboard. As yeah, we, we probably, missed it. You could Photoshop that though, right? We could, we could do that. Yeah. yeah, we could do that. We drove by it though, and our toddler definitely pointed at it and was like, "Oh, that's us! That's <laughs> amazing! Like, that's yep. pretty cool. That's pretty cool. Yeah, that's pretty cool." So as of this recording, we're in the middle of a heat wave. Mm-hmm. Smoke is in the air. Mm-hmm. Fires are popping up across the Northwest. Yeah. 
all the hazards. It's, uh, yeah, it's everything. summertime. So you got emergency preparedness, emergency services, public health. What should people be doing right now? Oh, boy. That's, Ho- a, lo- that's a big question. it's a I big know. question. There's a lot to be paying attention to right now with weather forecasts and smoke forecasts and lots of information coming at you from public health standpoint and sheriff's office. And I would just say try to tune in to information as best you can on what the hazards are, how to keep yourself safe. We know it's a lot, but we're wanting to get as much information out there to people as we can so that they can absorb what they can. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, the heat has been just extreme this week. Um, I think the forecast is predicting, though, that that should be going down, I mean, as of this afternoon Mm -hmm. and through the weekend and through next week. So at least heat should be a hazard that we'll see less of, um, at least for the next week, which is great. Um, Smoke, unfortunately, is really rolling in. There are Multiple fires around us, um, specifically the Bedrock Fire out Mm -hmm. of in Lane County, is really getting a lot of that smoke impact into our area. The wind predictions, I mean, I think we're still going to continue to see smoke impact um, definitely probably through the weekend. Uh, Maybe it'll be intermittent, which it'll clear up at times. Um, But just kind of given our geographic area here, smoke is always worse at night. So um, big recommendation for the public is that, you know, if smoke is cleared in your very specific home area, um, open those windows, let your home air out. Um, I know it's really tempting at night to want to open your windows to get a cooling effect um, just because of the heat. But Again, just remember that smoke might be rolling in at nighttime and no one wants to wake up at 2 a.m. with their house full of smoke. So just be mindful of that. Um, but definitely air out when you can. Um, if you have filters in your home, like the do-it-yourself filter box fan setup, make sure you're running those, running your um, own you know, air filter devices that you have, um, just to really kind of keep the air as clean as possible in your home. Um, like Ashley said, we're trying to post relevant information, social media, um, press releases when those come out. So just try to stay in tune with that information as it's coming. Um, our local you know, media stations do a good job with obviously the weather forecasts and things like that. So just try to plan your activities accordingly. Um, you know your body best, so make sure you're hydrated and um, just doing what you can to maintain your, your lifestyle with the hazards we've got going on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's, it's fast and furious. I mean, the, this information and the, the conditions change quickly. How do you stay on top of it? Well, there's lots of different sources, and I would always, always tend to err on the side of trusting an official source as opposed to, you know, maybe an ad hoc group that you're following that gets their information from elsewhere. So follow official sources, follow government sources as best you can, and follow lots of them. Um, I know most uh, uh, government agencies have at least a presence on Facebook and Twitter. I'm I'm talking about BLM, uh, Forest Service, Deschutes County Forest, and also Willamette National Forest to get those updates about maybe forest closures or um, areas where you shouldn't be having a campfire and just, uh, you know, just be a good citizen by being tuned in to what's going on and uh, know uh, kind of what the, those resources are. So, Information is probably the biggest part of this, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's because it's coming in, it's coming in quickly. It's going out quickly. How do you, how do, what channels do you, I, I know because I, I work with the two of you, but mm-hmm. for people listening to this podcast, where should they be? I mean, you talked about local media, but there's other things too. Yeah. 
Um, I mean, there's a lot of great apps out there that people could be using to monitor, you know, again, some of these specific hazards. So when it comes to smoke, um, DEQ developed a specific app called Oregon Air. Um, that's a good one. If you want to download that on your smartphone and you can, you know, again, see the relative air quality index or AQI. We love our acronyms and <laughs> our line of work. Um, so you can kind of monitor that and, again, kind of get a, a look at what the conditions are around you for planning activities, even, you know, within our county, if you live in Redmond, um, but you're trying to go out to Sun River for some type of activity, the air quality could be different between Redmond mm -hmm. and um, Sun River. So um, looking at a map can kind of help you look at that as far as the whole county, the state even, um, mm -hmm. to kind of plan your activities. Um, that's a good one. Um, trying to think other good apps. Boy, I really like Weatherbug. Yep, Weatherbug is yeah. a great one. They have a live lightning uh, map that you can check out, especially if there's an incoming storm to kind of see which areas are being impacted. Um, I also really just like the Weather Channel app. You can turn on notifications for your area. You can even follow multiple different areas. So if you've got, you know, family elsewhere in the county or you're traveling around a lot, then it might be behoove you to turn on lots of different areas and keep track of what's going on. Yeah, or turn notifications off. I will say I have the <laughs> Weather Bug app and I did not, I just enabled all notifications and there was a period of time, I mean, pollen, right? We'll get pollen, you know, stuff here in our area and um, man, I was getting pollen alerts almost every day, like first thing, 8 a.m., pollen, pollen alert for like multiple cities within our county. And it was a bit overwhelming. Mm -hmm. So maybe turn that could be a little much. some of those off if you don't want to be alerted about pollen sure. um, every day. Um, I had to disable those once. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it can be overwhelming. <laughs> <laughs> and a couple others to, to mention, not necessarily apps, but Oregon Smoke Blog, I think is yes. a good one. Yeah, absolutely. One. Yep. And of course, the one that we're associated with in centraloregonfire.org. Mm -hmm. Yep. And then this might be a little bit of breaking news, but we, the Deschutes County Sheriff's Office has a new dashboard. Yes, yes the very, dashboard. I know. I love talking about the dashboard. So uh, yes, partnership with uh, with the larger county and the sheriff's office also. So you can visit deschutes.org slash emergency for a dashboard of any uh, current incidents. And if there's no incidents pending or uh, open, then you can still see a map of the county. And we do our best to update the map with any kind of incident that is uh, occurring that has uh, a relatively sizable impact. You won't see uh, things on the map that are, you know, small to moderate impact. But mm -hmm. things like fires, we'll put evacuation, closure area information on there, shelter locations if we're utilizing shelters. Uh, and we kind of hope to have that be a landing page for um, most of the emergency incidents that occur in Deschutes County. So Deschutes.org slash emergency. Bookmark it. It's mobile Bookmark friendly. It. Yeah, you can get it on really your phone, good tablet. Site. Really good site. Yeah, huge mm -hmm. shout out to County GIS for helping us build that. They Amazing. were awesome. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and it'll have, it. right now it's, uh, there's an incidents tab and there's also a sign up for Deschutes alerts tab. In the future, there'll be more preparedness information and other things of that nature on there too. So uh, stay tuned, watch that space. So getting the information is one thing for people. But what they what should they be doing besides just receiving information? Should they be preparing evacuation plans, oh, kits, sure. yeah. you mm -hmm. know, things like that? Yeah. What, walk me through what that looks like sure. a little bit. So unfortunately, Deschutes County uh, can befall a number of hazards. We actually have about nine natural hazards that we um, historically have happened here and that we talk about in our natural hazards mitigation plan. Wildfire is one of them. All nine of those hazards 
have one of two ways in which people should react to them. They're either going to be evacuating or they might be sheltering in place. Mm -hmm. So we think of preparedness in those two terms. What do I need to be prepared to evacuate my home? Mm -hmm. What do I need to be prepared to uh, shelter in place in my home? So since it's wildfire season, I'll focus more on evacuation and really think about what, uh, what can you put in a backpack? What can you maybe have staged in your car already to help you either get to a shelter, get to a family friend mm -hmm. or another family member? What do you need to get there and be comfortable there? Um, things like, uh, you know, a change of clothes, maybe some water, some snacks, some prescription medication, mm -hmm. very important. Maybe you need hearing aid batteries yeah. or a contact lens solution, you know, things of that nature. Baby formula, um, just a, basically a bag, a go bag is kind of the term that we use. So something to get you out the door, get you where you're going, and at least have you be comfortable for 72 hours or so. Yeah. So I don't I don't normally do this on the, on this podcast, but I'll share a little personal story. Since I was just on vacation and mm -hmm. I was camping, I was in Northern California. A thunderstorm rolled through, lots of lightning, mm -hmm. started a fire, probably within a mile of our campsite. Mm. The next day, twenty four hours later, fast forward, we wake up, ashes falling on our cars yeah. and trailer. Yeah. We're like, oh, oh, probably time to get up yeah. and get out. Yeah. And so we. They literally Caltrans closed the road wow. right right as we went through. That's incredible. I was not prepared for that. Yeah. And we have a lot of people here who come to our area yeah. camping and yeah. hiking and sure. doing all kinds of things who might that might not be top of mind. Absolutely. They're thinking more about, hey, we gotta get make sure that our, our propane tanks are filled exactly. or our, our how are we gonna, you know, service our RVs or, you mm -hmm. know, those kinds of things. Make yeah. sure we've got enough battery power. Right, right. Th those kinds of things in order to be prepared. But they might not be prepared necessarily for the things that can happen while they're there. Mm -hmm. Do you have any, do either of you have any advice for when it comes to smoke or wildfire or anything else when it comes to people who don't necessarily live here? Boy. That's a um, tough one. I mean, I, I feel like yeah. I live in the preparedness world, so it's hard to turn that lens to, yeah. <laughs> you know. Uh, I, I mean, I have a go kit in my car all the time. Um, I don't know that necessarily it has everything in it that I might need, but um, I think tuning into things like this, learning about preparedness, um, challenging yourself to take baby steps towards being more prepared, um, all of those things, and not necessarily having a worst-case scenario mindset all the time because yeah. that's not what we want people to live their life like. You know, that's mm -hmm. not fun to go through life being scared of what might happen. But yeah. having a general awareness, regardless of if you're at home or if you're away from home, of what the hazards might be. Um, I'm, you know, I'm staying in an Airbnb in this neighborhood. Here's how I got here. Maybe is there another way to leave this neighborhood if I needed one? Just thinking, you know, being situationally aware, I think, is a big, powerful tool. Yeah, I think um, I'm a mom. I have two young kids. And so whenever we travel anywhere, I'm always thinking more, I mean, in terms of kids of like, what if someone gets a fever? What if I have to access urgent care right, um, because right. we have a immediate ear infection <laughs> sure. um, or something like that? So, um, I mean, I think you can, you know, translate that type of mindset to also this broader like emergency preparedness for yeah, fires or something like that. So mm -hmm. I think it's kind of a matter of just switching your mind to that and thinking about exactly that. Hey, I'm going to go camping in this mm -hmm. area of the woods um, in a, you know, different county or something like that. And, oh, it's maybe it's fire season. So maybe I should think about that mm -hmm. and think about 
what would I need? Or as we set up camp and if we had to rapidly evacuate, what would we leave versus, you know, what are we throwing in the car or, you know, those types of things. Yeah, Um, totally. And I might put in a quick plug, too, for um, listeners here in Deschutes County may have heard of Deschutes Alerts, Mm -hmm. which is a great tool that we use to do alert and warning for um, for folks who live here on when to evacuate, when to take other kind of protective action in an emergency. But you can also visit oralert.gov, oralert.gov, to sign up for any system in Oregon. So um, I was just in Clackamas County this last weekend. I went to oralert.gov. I typed in the zip code of where I was staying. They sent me to Clackamas County's page. I signed up real quick. I put the Airbnb address. It took less than three minutes. And then I knew I was covered if anything happened uh, that I would uh, probably get that alert. So oralert.gov, go there. Yeah, absolutely. How do you make this, uh, for people who've been here for a long time and this is like an annual messaging yeah. campaign. Yeah. And, you know, they see the same social media posts. They see mm-hmm. the same commercials. They see the same, yeah. you know, billboards on sides of buses to yeah. shoot, you know, I mean, those kinds of things. Sure. How do you make this messaging not so ho-hum to people? Because, mm. yeah. you know, it's it's really kind of one of those things where, you got to pay attention to this stuff year round. It's yeah. not just wildfire and smoke. This could be snow and ice. Sure. Mm-hmm. So what what do you do? I think you can leverage current events, right? Unfortunately, yeah. we've had this horrible fire come through Maui. It's yeah. really touched people in a deep, deep way. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, we're feeling very sympathetic and, and we're feeling terrible for the people that went through that. And I think to a certain extent, that sort of, we can use that as a springboard to talk about what might happen here. How can yeah. we be more prepared um, can we prepare for something of that magnitude? And uh, and just reminding people that, you know, this is an amazing, beautiful place that is not necessarily uh, impervious to disaster, just as Maui wasn't either. So yeah. we, um, at the sheriff's office, we have done uh, some um, to shoots alerts in the past that had to do with maybe a law enforcement presence in the area, you know, stay clear, et cetera. And what we've done is uh, using uh, that current event or that news story to then later do a second post on Facebook or Twitter maybe to remind people to sign up for Deschutes Alerts. So if you didn't get an alert and you lived in the area of this event, uh, it's probably because you haven't signed up. Go and sign up. So I think, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, using those current events to sort of springboard off of is a good way to go about it. Yeah. Well, the things on Maui, I'm, I'm really glad you brought that up because some of that had to do with preparedness mm-hmm. and, you know, the things not working or systems not happening. Mm-hmm. Are there things that the, the sheriff's office or the health department go through in order to test and make sure that everything is working and up to speed so that people at home kind of understand, yeah, things are working, <laughs> yeah. right? I mean, yeah, we do. The alerts or, yeah. Yeah. you know, can you walk me through that a little bit? Sure. So uh, we do a couple of things in the spring. Um, in March and April, we actually do an outreach campaign by phone to people who are in Deschutes Alerts who have told us that they have what we call an additional need. So that could be something like maybe uh, they have a mobility need, they're on oxygen or dialysis. And we do an outreach to those folks every March and April. And we say, hey, are you still living in Deschutes County? Do you still uh, need to be in our system? Do you have any additional needs that you maybe didn't tell us about last year? 
And we want to make sure that those folks are up to date in Deschutes Alerts because they're our most vulnerable community members. Mm -hmm. And then in May, we use Wildfire Preparedness Month as a, kind of a good jumping off place for an all-county Deschutes Alerts test message. So this May, we sent that message out to 49,000 people, and uh, hopefully both of you got it. <laughs> and uh, Loud and clear. Loud and yeah. clear, good, loud. okay. Yeah. All my devices were going I know, off. I know, mine too. So we use that as a reminder, hey, it's wildfire season, yeah. and also we have, you know, I can't, I don't remember the number, but a thousand or so signups as a result of the test that we mm -hmm. were able to say, you know, these people probably signed up because of the test and they heard about it. So, um, yeah, we do test our systems. We, Carissa and I and our mm -hmm. colleagues in emergency management get together and we do little mini tabletop exercises. We make sure we've got our phones numbers all dialed in. And mm -hmm. so there's lots and lots of things going on behind the scenes to make sure that we're as ready as we can be before uh, fire season and, and all year round too. Yeah. We try to, you know, for staff, make sure that we're trained right um, so just trying to keep up with training relevant course material um, you know make sure that as new information is coming out in our realm of emergency preparedness and emergency management are we up to date on how to serve you know folks with um, disabilities those with access and functional needs new strategies are always coming out from CDC or FEMA or other you know bigger organizations and so we try to stay up to date with that and make it current and relevant for our plans here locally so as we're learning about stuff or hearing it from colleagues across the state um, re-looking at our local plans and making sure that we're you know updating them also based off real incidents that we have here um, like this week right we've got extreme heat, smoke, um, you can bet that the health department, we're looking at our plans and assessing things of what's been working, what's not working, what can we do better to serve our community, make sure that we're informing the public and we're doing what we can to keep people safe during these hazards. So mm -hmm. um, we definitely, yeah, we exercise it, whether that's through a real situation or through <laughs> make-believe on like a tabletop or mm -hmm. a drill. Um, and we try to work out those kinks and look at what are our gaps and what do we need to do to bridge that gap? Do we need more training? Do we need, is that a staffing issue? Um, who has got clear roles and responsibilities? Who do we know is doing what when the time comes? So mm -hmm. um, yeah, those call down drills, like Ashley mentioned, making sure we have um, you know up-to-date text chains with each other so we can get in touch and coverage when someone's on vacation because we're allowed to have time off too. So, <laughs> um, yes, I what? know it's crazy. How does that work? Uh, oh wait, I was just on vacation. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So we need breaks. Um, so trying to make sure that we have that redundancy built into our operations as well. So that way there's coverage. If someone's out, um, that we still have someone to take mm -hmm. that person's place if there's an event, um, because hazards don't work on our vacation time. Totally. So, um, <laughs> unfortunately, um, and yeah. I will say too, and I know Carissa feels this way also, we have amazing partners at the state colleagues who mm -hmm. do emergency management and preparedness. Uh, we work with OHA, we work with, um, uh, Oregon department of human services, office of resiliency and emergency management. We work with the Oregon department of emergency management. And so those colleagues are also backing us up and, um, helping when, when needed and, uh, helping yeah. us stay relevant and on the cutting edge of, uh, of our discipline, which yeah. is great. And when you talk about partners too, our community partners, I, man, especially this week, just have to shout out to our incredible partnerships across the county with our community-based organizations, faith-based communities, those that are serving the public in this space. Um, 
we could not be operating like these cooling centers we've been talking about and mm -hmm. putting out on, you know, our press release and social media. Um, there's no way we could be doing that without these partners. And they, when you talk about, you know, a community response or, you know, any type of emergency response, there's this, you know, mindset or this um, theory of like a whole community response mm -hmm. where it takes a whole community, not just those of us at the county, you know, or state agency level, um, we need our community rem members. We need those, these groups that are serving, you know, in this capacity, um, and they are just incredible. So yeah. um, definitely it's been great to work with them, and we really appreciate everything that they're doing and serving our, our community. So, yeah. What, what, as we're wrapping up this episode, I want to kind of get your thoughts as to a little bit more about what's behind the scenes. Mm. So we talked about apps, we talked about technology, the dashboard alerts, all that kind of stuff. Is there anything else? Like, it's like, what else? I, I hear 49,000. Behind 000. the Iron Curtain. Yeah, I hear 49,000, Ashley, and I'm going, <laughs> that's not as many people as right. should be on there. Right, So I, I guess what, what frustrates you in that you want to, mm -hmm. like, what's... What's the one thing you want to solve when it comes to preparedness? Oh, right. Can we hire a skywriting plane and <laughs> just put shootsalerts.org? Have Maybe. it just write it across the Maybe. sky? Yeah. I love it. And then we'll do a billboard and we'll yes. put Chris's family oh my God. on there. Uh, yeah. yeah. Well, can we yeah. have them spell out the shootsalerts.org? Hey, yeah. Oh yeah a little YMCA action. No more right? billboards. Yeah. You're going to give my kids a complex that uh. they're. <laughs> I like that question, though, because I really feel like it's about meeting people where they're at, right, yeah. and getting the information in front of them in edible, you know, ways where they can uh, digest it and, and really make it actionable for people. Yeah. So, yeah. I'm going to push for push alerts. Push alerts. Everbridge app. Yep. There you go. Yeah. So okay. to shoot So because a lot of people rely on just mm -hmm. the little thing that pops in at the top of their phone. Totally. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I don't know... So Deschutes Alerts is... Uh, can they do it that way? They can't. Yep. So Deschutes awesome. Alerts uh, has an app. So it's run by a, a software mm -hmm. called Everbridge. And the app is called Everbridge. One word. <laughs> and uh, they have a little check mark. It's a blue uh, app with a white check mark symbol. And if you have a Deschutes Alerts profile already, you can download the Everbridge app, type in your profile information, enable push alerts. They have the world's most annoying tone, which is different than all the other tones on your phone. So you can't it'll customize help you. it. I I think they have like four or five, and they're all equally annoying. Uh, so I mean, it's meant to get your attention, right? Can we record your voice as the tone? Oh my gosh, that's amazing idea. This yeah. is Ashley Volts for to shoot alerts. Emergency. Yeah. <laughs> You could, you could be the, yeah, you could be the okay. voice. I think we should make it happen. I have a couple contacts at Everbridge that so can leverage that. So, yes. But do, go in, get the app, turn on the notifications, because you're right. We're If we're trying to meet people where they're at, a lot of folks are on their smartphones, so that's the way to get it done. Yeah. What about on the health side of things? Because I know that, mm. uh, that that's tricky, right? Mm -hmm. Because we, we've done media campaigns where it's all about, you know, Close your windows, totally. close your doors so you don't smell like a campfire in the right. morning. You know, I mean, right. it's uh, how does how do we evolve that messaging so it's just not seem repetitive to people and it yeah. actually they actually receive it in a way that's valuable for them, their mm -hmm. loved ones, yeah, sensitive, you know, 
people with sensitive needs, issues, things mm-hmm. like that? Is there anything we can do? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, you know, I think we're always trying to evaluate our social media presence and how we can, yeah, make those... I know a guy. Message, you know, like, <laughs> <laughs> give me his number after this. I'm kicking okay. him under the um, table right now. <laughs> I can help with that. Um, so, you know, yeah, trying to make this those... This is a job performance me- thing. <laughs> no, it's... <laughs> Come on. <laughs> be honest. Um, there's going to be a survey after this. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. Um, yeah, no, I think, yeah, trying to just figure out ways that we can make those messages, you know, again, relative and um, catchy, but, you know, not just mundane. And so I think, you know, health risk communication messaging, um, for me personally, I mean, things that really resonate are, yeah, when I think about, um family members or people who I have who have, yeah, risks, right? So um, when we think about like winter storms, um, I have a couple uh, neighbors even that are, you know, older. And so, you know, my husband will will try to check on them and say, hey, do you, you need us to plow like your driveway or something like that? Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, I think when we're putting out risk communication of like, hey, there's a storm coming or, you know, think about power outages. Sure. Um I think this sense of community resiliency really comes into play of thinking about your neighbors, thinking about those around you, mm-hmm. um, even in just your local vicinity, right? So um, maybe you have family in the area. You obviously want to think about them and check in on them and what, how could these health you know, concerns be impacting them, um, vaccines. I mean, all of this information, right? Um, you definitely want to think about your own health, the health of your friends, your family, those around you, and try to make decisions, you know, with the based off the information that you have, you know, that's um, what you can do. So, um, yeah, I think checking in that community resilience mm-hmm. lens is becoming more of a, a theme that we're seeing, um, which I think is really important. And, um, you know, your neighborhood's best, you know, what tools you have at your disposal and, um, just getting creative on how you can, you know, put those into practice. So, um, yeah, I don't know, that's something that we're kind of thinking about. Awesome. Awesome. Any last shout outs for what people should sign up for? Oh boy. Deschutesalerts.org is Always the place to go. Alerts. Central yes. Oregon Fire though too, there's the oh, text totally. alerts for prescribed burns. Um, you want to make sure you're up to date on on those yep. texts also. Text CO Fire to triple eight triple seven to sign up for prescribed wildfire texts. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Tons of good information. Thanks, Eric. This is awesome. Thank you. I'm glad you're here. This was great. We yeah. hope you enjoyed this episode. And if you have a question about this podcast or ideas for future podcasts, you can email us at info at Deschutes.org. And remember to subscribe. I hope you both have subscribed to the Inside Deschutes County podcast wherever you listen to your podcast. You can drop us a review. You can drop us a rating. You can rate my job performance there oh. I and mean, all that kind of stuff. We'd really appreciate it. We want to get better for the people in our community. So for sure. until next time. <laughs>